Hey, Love Tribe. Today's episode is brought to you by one of my personal favorites, Cozy Earth. They've got something special for all the mothers out there. So anyone who wants to shower the special woman in their lives with love and the comfort they deserve, listen up. Hands down, Cozy Earth has the best sheets, bedding, pajama sets, and more. So today, I'm excited to share that Relationship Advice listeners get an exclusive 35% off discount. Simply go to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code I do at checkout. The first time I tried their bamboo sheets, I was blown away. The comfort level is insane. I just love slipping into their seriously soft and cool sheets after a long day. And for a mom who knows that the struggle of sleep deprivation is real, Cozy Earth's temperature regulating technology has been a lifesaver. No more waking up sweating or freezing. But what really sold me is the quality of the bamboo sheets. They are by far the most comfortable sheets I have ever slept in. They are made to last years, which they have. I think at this point, I have about six sets of them. And they have a 100-night sleep-free trial and a 10-year warranty. So you know you're getting something that is going to stick around. So if you're ready to prioritize your sleep health and treat yourself or the mom in your life to the luxury she deserves, head on over to CozyEarth.com and use the promo code IDO for an exclusive 35% off. Because every mom deserves a good night's sleep, and with Cozy Earth, you can finally get the rest you need. Let's talk about a struggle many of us know all too well losing weight. Remember those days when everyone was on a juice cleanse or just basically hangry all the time? That was no fun for anyone. Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to shed those pounds. Today, I want to introduce you to Row Body. It's not your typical weight loss program. Instead of all the gimmicks, they offer access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. But here's the real deal. They pair these shots with simple lifestyle changes, helping you lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Plus, over 200,000 people have already seen results with Robody. So what sets Robody apart? The support. They handle all the insurance stuff for you and give you access to a provider whenever you need them. And the best part, you can sign up online from home, no doctor's appointments and no waiting rooms. Say goodbye to those days of hangry juice cleanses. With Robody, losing weight is straightforward and sustainable. Take that first step today and say hello to a healthier, happier you. Kickstart your weight loss journey the right way and head to ro.co slash do. That's ro.co slash I-D-O. Sign up today for just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Remember, medication costs are separate. That's row.co slash I do. What's going on, guys? 
Welcome to ID Podcast, where we interview the world's leading relationship, marriage, dating, and self-help experts. Whether you're dating, single, married, or struggling in a relationship, we're glad you're here. We're going to help give you the tools to succeed. On today's episode, we welcome Kristen Holbrook, and Kristen is a registered clinical counselor based in British Columbia, and she offers individual and couples counseling in her private practice. And we get into some interesting territory today where we talk about how to deal with past trauma affecting your current relationship. And trauma doesn't have to be a big traumatic event like you might think of when we say the word trauma. Trauma can be just something as simple as the way your parents raised you and maybe you felt like you always had to live up to their expectations. That's trauma that we manifest and we bring into our adult lives in into our adult relationships and it's going to affect your relationships. So whether you're the person bringing in that trauma or maybe your partner is feeling that in the relationship and you can tell and Kristen gives us the tools and tells us how to talk to your partner in a way that's loving to help get help for the relationship and deal with that trauma and process it. And we talk about all the exercises and then we get into a little bit of some newer trauma coping mechanisms that that counselors are using called EMDR and that's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing and it's really an interesting way that's been proven to have results and we store trauma in our bodies and this is kind of processing it through a physical means talk therapy is still integrated with this it's still important but it's this rapid eye movement exercise that Kristen explains I won't do it justice here because <laughs> it's it's uh, we are not experts and it is a uh, a newer complex thing, but she says it's pretty widespread. So definitely listen for that. And if you are looking to get help, uh, could be a valuable practice to uh, to seek out. I'd also like to call attention to her daily tip. I don't want to give it away, but it does have to do with rituals and creating a ritual with your partner. So hopefully by the end of the episode, you can think of a ritual that you can do with your partner and integrate it. I know Chase and I are going to do that where we haven't decided what we're going to do yet, but we will. So hopefully you guys can do that and use that tool, a new tool for your relationship. You did give it away, but that's okay. (laughs) Not entirely. You still listen. There's lots of good stuff. And we kind of do have rituals. We got the coffee in the morning, yeah. we got, we have a one and a half year old. We have the family hugs, yeah, sporadically. Oh, that's morning, morning yoga, but that's you and Stella, not <laughs> morning yoga. They can, they don't need to be big things. We have, we have a bunch of little things, and and that's just it. They don't need to be uh, big to do. It's just that that ritual, and it's important. And something that you can maybe do for the next forty to fifty years. Think about that too. Yeah, you don't want it to be some complex exercise that's not fun or feels like a, a chore. Even if it's for a year, you don't want to do that. So <laughs> something easy, even a hug is a ritual. Make sure you do that before they go to work. As always, we appreciate you guys for listening, subscribing on iTunes, leaving us a review, sending your feedback, telling your friends. 
hopefully listening with your partner or sharing with your partner. And we hope it is helping you and your relationship. So thanks a lot. Enjoy today's show. Support for I Do Podcast comes from Talkspace, the online therapy company that believes that therapy should be affordable, confidential, and convenient. Join over 500,000 people who have used Talkspace for online therapy with their licensed therapist. Get $30 off your first month by visiting Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. Hi, Kristen. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Hi, thank you for having me. So we've already told our listeners a little bit about you in the pre-show. So do you mind expanding and telling them a little bit more about yourself? Okay, so um, obviously my name is Kristen Holbrook. I uh, received my master's in counseling uh, about four years ago or so. And uh, I'm a registered clinical counselor with the BCACC. So I worked in an agency for a while working with women who've experienced trauma and abuse, um, historical and current. Um, after several years working there, I decided to open my private practice. And I've been working with a lot of couples as well as individuals and youth. Uh, I love working with couples. I think that we're really hardwired to attach and connect with other people or social beings. And relationships, especially nowadays, are such a primary part of that. So, you know, healthy relationships can really help us flourish. They, um, you know, they keep us emotionally, mentally and physically healthy. On the flip side, toxic relationships can really be a detriment to our physical, emotional and uh, mental health. So just working with couples to really, you know, establish healthy relationships, you know, you can see the progress and the positive kind of impact that it has on a person's life. It's great that you're able to see that first person because I know we get a lot of joy in in knowing that we're helping people by bringing them experts like yourself. And today's topic is going to be something that's pretty powerful and that I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate to is bringing a past trauma into a relationship and how to deal with that. Now, I think this is valuable information, whether you're, you're someone who's experienced the trauma or maybe your partner is dealing with some past trauma. And let's just jump right in and, and talk about how that can negatively affect a relationship. Yeah, absolutely. It can negatively affect it in so many ways. For starters, past trauma can really um, affect how we see ourselves and our our self-perception. It can also impact the way that we view our partners or the world around us. So it kind of skews our core beliefs. And so it can really impact the relationship in a negative way um, without obviously intention. Um, So without resolving some of that past trauma, uh, we bring it into the relationship and we bring it into how we see our partners and maybe the trust that we feel for them or, um, yeah, and how they might be able to, you know, support us through that. And trauma, I mean, by definition, I associate that with a kind of a major event, but we're obviously shaped by our past, all of the events. So, can, it doesn't, does it necessarily have to be like a traumatic, 
big experience to to shape ourselves in a way that affects our relationship negatively? Absolutely not. Yeah. So the way that we often view trauma and um, the reality of what a traumatic event can look like are very different. Um, We tend to, as you say, think of these big kind of significant events that only some of us encounter in our lives. When in fact, actually anything can be traumatic when it exceeds our ability to cope with it. So even as a child being bullied or, you know, maybe never, and it can also be chronic um, events. So maybe one time I'm bullied, it won't be considered traumatic. But if it's, you know, every day for, you know, a month or two months, that can actually overwhelm my ability to cope with it. And so that can lead to what would be a traumatic response to that. Um, You know, never living up to my parents' expectations, for example, can actually lead to this kind of traumatic response. Um, And it's really anything, as I say, that exceeds our ability to cope with it, but it also changes our perception of ourselves and the world around us. What's the most common traumatic event that you see that couples struggle with? Um, With couples... I mean, anything in early childhood, to be honest, can really impact um, because that's when we're developing our kind of our core beliefs and our understanding of ourselves in the world. Um, That usually drives later kind of dysfunction. If we don't have a strong foundation as a childhood in childhood, um, that's going to lead to greater kind of impact later in life than if we have a really strong foundation in childhood and then something happens later on. But um, also just past um, past relationships, if we've been, you know, um, maybe cheated on, for example, and, you know, our trust has been broken in past relationships, that can really impact the, re- the, the new current relationship. Um, abuse, obviously. Um, and, you know, again, with abuse, we think of, you know, physical abuse. But really, there's emotional, there's verbal, there's all of these Um, just manipulation and crazy making that we don't even really maybe, you know, identify it as abuse. And that can really impact our current relationship as well. So how would you guide our listeners who may be experiencing these troubles in their relationships to start to get help to get over that trauma that is affecting their relationship? Yeah. So, um, you know, couples counseling is great, but if somebody's had a traumatic event or, you know, has, is having these kind of traumatic responses, doing your own self-work is really great as well. So going into counseling yourself and really figuring out, you know, how much of your thoughts and behaviors and interactions with your bar- partner are based on, um, you know, the current relationship versus pa- the past relationship and really teasing that apart. Um, so doing your own self-work, um, is really important, but also doing the couples counseling and, you know, get giving your partner a chance to understand why you might be reacting in a certain way, um, that, you know, it's not necessarily intentionally pushing the person away or, um, having these kind of maybe what would be considered extreme responses, but it's really based on something that you've gone through in the past can really, you know, increase our, ability to support each other, comfort each other, and just understand each other. So there aren't these kind of miscommunications that happen that really start to get bigger and bigger and create more and more distance in the relationship. So what would be a way that someone could initiate that self-work to to examine their past and and, uh, start to make some positive changes? Um, I think 
I think going to counseling is a really great option because I think having an unbiased third party that can help you just explore that and create some insights around that is really important. So if, you know, somebody's realizing that, you know, maybe maybe there's some maybe some of my reactions are actually due to my past relationships and not so much my current or if your partner kind of points that out to you then you know taking that step to to talk to someone um you know and help and having that person help you kind of look at that a little bit closer i like to think of it as we have these blind spots we all have blind spots um and it drives our kind of thoughts and behaviors in ways that we might not realize and when we're able to kind of take that information out of our blind spots and look at it a little closer that's when we have the option to kind of change it and decide whether it's actually working for us and is helpful to us at this point in our lives i think even just someone listening to this right now and having that self-awareness to pause and and because it's so easy not to do that. And, and so many of us don't, we're busy or we're just not taught that way of thinking growing up, but just the simple act of, of being, being introspective and saying, yeah, maybe, maybe it was this past relationship. It, it wasn't that healthy. And, and my partner was verbally abusive. And, and that's why I'm so guarded, uh, right now with my partner. Um, Obviously, talking to a third party, like you said, is is going to be uh, really helpful. Even, I mean, absolutely a professional, but but even just talking it out with like a friend, I can imagine getting it out there, and it it can help that introspection. And probably someone that's never done that, a light bulb goes off, and and they can. I don't want to say self-diagnose, but at least get pointed in the right direction. But definitely seeking professional help is going to be really valuable. Absolutely. I think, you know, absolutely talking to anyone can be helpful Um, with friends and family because they're so invested. Sometimes, um, you know, we might be talking about something and it's really triggering them in a way that, you know, can sometimes lead the conversation to um, you know, like if you're, for example, talking to a parent and they love you so much and they're so invested and they can't necessarily take that completely unbiased perspective. So that's why it can be helpful to talk to a professional or just someone who's a little bit more removed. But absolutely, I think the first step to- of talking to anyone is helpful. Yeah. Do you have any advice for our listeners who may be on the other end of the person who's experienced the trauma. So maybe their partner has gone through trauma and they they realize it in the relationship, but the other person is not so aware to it. Do you have any tips to initiate that conversation of getting help or going to seek therapy? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, absolutely. I mean, I think really, you know, coming from a place of empathy, with your partner saying, you know, maybe addressing some of the things that you've seen that are concerning, but in a really empathetic way, rather than it maybe feeling like an attack, um, you know, you're acting like this, or you're doing this, uh, might just create defense in the other person. Um, so, you know, really kind of saying, you know, I've noticed a change. And, you know, I'm noticing these behaviors, and I'm really concerned about you. And I'm wondering, you know, how you um you know, what you think of this and really creating a conversation based on curiosity and concern rather than it feeling like an attack. And then brainstorming together what the next step might be, whether, you know, maybe even suggesting that they, that that person uh, could go to, you know, maybe counseling or go to the first session with them and support them through that. 
Well, that's great advice because I'm sure there's people listening that are on both sides of this and it can be tricky. Uh, you know, something's wrong in, in having that conversation and you don't want to go into it the wrong way and in being judgmental because that's probably going to make your partner put their guard up even more and, and it's certainly not going to help the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. But it is important to have that conversation as well and not just be walking on eggshells around the person because sometimes we do that and we actually kind of unintentionally make the person into a victim like, oh, I, you know, I have to rescue you. I have to fix it. And really it is up to the other person to empower themselves to get the help that they need. So kind of having a a conversation based on that kind of equality rather than a rescuer. Absolutely. So say someone is coming in to see you to to deal with some past trauma and because it's really affecting their current relationship and they're they're happy in their current relationship but this past trauma is is just causing them to to be unhappy when when they sh- you know sometimes when they shouldn't when they shouldn't be when they feel like they shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. What are some of the exercises that you would start, what can someone like that expect? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'll explore with them what's going on. So maybe looking at um, obviously taking a closer look at what's going on with them and doing that exploration. Um, one thing that I'll suggest or, um, you know, let the, the client know that is an option is EMDR. So that's eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. Um, Basically, it uses bilateral stimulation to process unresolved past trauma um, that could be driving current kind of dysfunction in relationships and just, you know, in our lives in general. Um, So it's kind of a newer approach to counseling, but it's evidence-based. And so many studies supporting its effectiveness. Um, And it's kind of based it's a physiological kind of way of um, performing counseling rather than the traditional talk therapy. Uh, So the idea is that trauma lives in our nervous system in these kind of fragmented pieces. And so when we are having these, um, if we get triggered or having these flashbacks, it's because it's not processed Um, and EMDR helps us process it. So it's, um, basically becomes a more integrated memory, such as our other memories that we have. It's kind of confusing. So I'm sorry if that was really unclear, No, no. (laughs) Um, but it is, uh, it's, it's, it's a newer approach and it's, it's very different than traditional talk therapy. And the idea is traditional talk therapy accesses a part of our brain that the, the trauma doesn't reside in. So we can kind of talk about it till we're blue in the face, but until it's actually processed, um, it's not going to necessarily make a huge difference in our current reactions and responses. Well, it sounds fascinating, <laughs> and I'm I'm sure it's difficult to describe uh, through audio only. But what exactly? So, what are the eye movements telling you, and 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 what are you looking to do? Can you can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah. So um, basically, I mean, it's an eight phase kind of approach to counseling. So we do the history taking and emotional regulation techniques and that sort of thing before we start the actual processing. But what the processing is, is that we bring up um, certain pieces or fragments of what the trauma would look like. So an image, um, whatever image comes to mind when we think of the trauma 
um, the negative cognition. So there's always usually a negative belief associated with it, whether it's I am unsafe, um, I am unlovable, I am worthless. We always have this kind of negative cognition, yeah, associated with the trauma. And then we bring up so um, pieces like that. So where you feel it in your body, what emotions do you feel? So the person brings up this and then we literally just do um, bilateral stimulation, whether it's the eye movements or, you know, you can do um, tones, audio tones or tappers. Um, and it's the bilateral stimulation, especially the eye movements actually mimic REM sleep. So, you know, when you're sleeping and your eyes flicker back and forth, that process, that's processing that's happening. Um, so we're mimicking that to process the trauma. Is the person like laying there with their eyes closed, like as if they're, I just imagine somebody kind of being like hypnotized. Is it something no. like that or no? No. no okay. yeah. <laughs> A lot of people get those confused because um, both are not traditional talk therapy, but they're completely awake. They're in control um, and they're actually moving their eyes. But so I, so yeah, it's a little bit harder on audio. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so for, I would, for example, if we were doing the eye movements, um, just put my hands back and forth and they would follow it with their eyes. Got it. Okay. Kind of REM sleep in a sense. So yeah. Got it. Okay. So they're completely awake. They're completely in control. They can stop it at any time. Um, but it's interesting what comes up. I mean, it looks really simple, um, but, but a lot of processing happens. They might get images and, um, you know, different sensations and all this sort of stuff that's, that's happening during it and then they'll usually notice quite a relief after that's great that they're seeing positive results because i know i'm we're no experts in the field of psychology we just interview the experts but i do know that there's quite a lot of research and and information on trauma being stored in the body and manifesting in the body but it's good to see a a practice that is kind of using that uh, seems like to, to counter and, and help people process that trauma. Yeah, I think the more that we learn about um, the kind of the physiological basis of trauma, the more the counseling, there's these approaches that can really um, assist in that area rather than just the traditional talk therapy. Now, how would someone listening um, that's interested in trying this, how would they seek out someone that practices, uh, EMDR? Um, I, I think just looking up online and just, you know, um, write in an EMDR counselor and write in your area, um, I type it in, I should say, and to Google or, um, it should provide a bit of a list of who's, um, practicing that. Is it pretty common? Do you know? I know you said it's, it's new. Yeah, it's becoming much more common. It's, it, it's newer than say CBT and those other kind of um, modalities, but it's, it's established now. It's not like brand new, but definitely with the more research and evidence that's supporting it, the more therapists are turning to that. And do you find that, are you primarily going to that bef like uh, instead of talk therapy or like combining that with talk therapy? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I really believe that the client, you know, is expert in their own lives and, you know, they, they're the ones who decide their goals. And so I really follow their lead. So I, I might suggest EMDR, but I won't tell them that that's the only way to achieve their goals. Um, and so we might try both or, 
Um, some people come in only looking for EMDR. But again, it's very common, like most counselors know about EMDR and what it looks like and what it does, but it's not necessarily so mainstream that a lot of clients come in knowing about it. So again, I'll suggest it, but it's not something that um, I tell them that it's their only option or anything like that. Right. And and that's the, the beautiful thing is there are options, there are new things going on and there doesn't have to be one particular way over the other. And like I said earlier in the interview, just the simple fact of taking that pause to reflect on your past relationships, on your childhood, is something that I don't think a lot of people are even doing in, or realizing that that is affecting them now. It's affecting their current relationships or if they're not in a relationship, um, affecting themselves or how they're seeking a partner. It, it shapes who we are, but it's not... It's like we know it, but it's so simple that we forget it. Absolutely. And it's not necessarily in our conscious awareness. That's why I like to use the example of our blind spots. You know, we have lots of defense mechanisms that prevent us from necessarily realizing the impact that certain events have had um, or childhood experiences. So, you know, sometimes we might, as you say, just not be aware that it's actually impacting us in such a in such a way. Well, Kristen, this is all great information. Now we're going to move forward to the lasting love round. But first, I want to tell you about our sponsor, Talkspace. If you listen to this show, you've heard us talk about it probably for about the last month. And what it is, is it's an app that connects you with a licensed therapist handpicked just for you for as little as $32 a week. And listening to this podcast is great. You're going to get a lot of great information from our guests. But a lot of times to really see change in yourself, in your relationship, it's helpful to talk to a licensed expert. And that's what Talkspace makes it easier than ever to do. So what you need to do is go to Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's one word. And you will get $30 off your first month. That helps the podcast. It helps us. And it's going to help you. So again, that's Talkspace.com forward slash I do. That's I-D-O. And you will get a $30 discount on your first month. And you're going to improve yourself, improve your relationship from the comfort of your home off of your smartphone. Talkspace. Therapy for how we live today. What is one tool or practice our listeners can use on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Um, I always think for my couples that I or I recommend to them, um, having some sort of kind of ritual just between the two of you that you share that you can do on a day in a daily on a daily basis. So for example, um, you know, sharing a morning coffee together or going for a walk after dinner or, you know, making sure that you give each other a hug and a kiss every night. So it's really, you know, up to the couple to decide what that kind of ritual is, but sticking to it, not letting it fade out over over the years. Um, and it's something that just the two of you share. Um, it's really important to kind of have that that ritual that, yeah, that bonds you. We just released an episode today titled How Watching Netflix can improve your relationship and, and we talked about ritual and even yes. a netflix show that that you guys uh enjoy together it 
can be the the nightly ritual or depending on how much of a binge watcher you are you might just go through it in a day but then yeah. watch the next one but but yeah those are those are simple but powerful things so simple but so powerful i mean the couples who are doing you know making sure they still um, you know, give each other a kiss and a hug 40 years down the road, you can see the strength in that relationship. Um, whereas the ones that, you know, we start with that and then over the years, they kind of dwindle out and they're not a shared experience between the two of you. It almost, you know, often feels like more of a roommate relationship or just you don't feel as prioritized by your partner. Or you feel like they're forgetting, et cetera. So really kind of having that and sticking to it is, I think is really important and very powerful. Is there a book or resource you can recommend for listeners who want to improve their relationship? Yeah, so um, a couple. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people have heard The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work by John Gottman, um, who's obviously a relationship expert. That one, is it's an easy read, and it talks about just some of the most basic things that we do that can really um, create problems in a relationship. Um, and also it has exercises and different kind of, um, yeah, activities that you can do with your partner. So it's always a kind of a great read if you can share that with your partner and just kind of identify some of these basic common errors that we make. Um, another one is called Rekindling Desire um, by Barry and Emily McCarthy. And uh, again, it has different kind of activities in the book, but it also just talks about how to kind of well, rekindle the desire. So if things have come, you know, um, you've lost kind of that intimacy or maybe you never really had that kind of um, the sexual intimacy, then it can really help um, develop that. Yeah. Great. Well, those books will be on your show notes page on our website at idopodcast.com. Great. We've been married for two years now. Is there any advice you'd give newlyweds? I would give the advice of, you know, if like consider starting couples counseling early, <laughs> not to repair necessarily anything, but just to strengthen the communication um, and and share, you know, when when you're doing couples counseling at the beginning, you can kind of talk about your childhoods and 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 share things that maybe you wouldn't normally share with each other and have that third party. And it really can help uh, develop an understanding and empathy for one another. I often see, you know, people coming in, you know, however many years down the road when one partner's already completely checked out, um, or perhaps one partner has just said, you know, I'll do this out of respect for you, but really, you know, the relationship's pretty much over. So, you know, don't wait until it's kind of almost to that too late point. Start early. It can be such a great way to get to know each other on a deeper level. I love that recommendation because that's kind of why we started I Do Podcast before we got married was to get some marriage, pre-marriage advice from you and all the other relationship experts out there. So I love that recommendation. Yeah, definitely. What advice would you give our single listeners looking for a happy relationship? Um. You know, it comes back to kind of even what we were talking earlier, do the work on yourself. It doesn't matter how, what that looks like, whether you're seeking a professional or whether, you know, you're finding other ways. But as we've talked about earlier, events and childhood experiences can drive us in ways that we might just not be aware of. Um, and so when we find a partner, um, you know, we really want to be in a healthy place where we understand ourselves. We've resolved some of our past stuff. Um, you know, we can understand what 
who is truly compatible for us because we're not basing it on, you know, this past experiences, but who we are now. So do the work on yourself, get to know yourself the best you can, um, you know, build your self-esteem and, and know what you deserve. Um, and so when the person comes along, you're able to identify it as the right person and then actually create a strong relationship with that person. Well, all great advice, Kristen. Thanks so much for coming on the show. So let's wrap up by having you tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Okay, great. Um, so I am located in Coquitlam, BC um, in my private practice. Uh, you can find me through, um, well, on the internet. My name is Kristen Holbrook again. Uh, my email is kristenholbrook at kristenholbrook.com. Um, yeah, that's where you can find me. Excellent. Well, our listeners can find all the information and links to today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, thanks so much for taking the time to come on the show. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you haven't done so already, head on over to our website, idopodcast.com to check out this episode's show notes and to sign up for our newsletter. You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.